There's a strange gathering of Christians in 1 Corinthians 14 where apparently they would get together and they would all bring something to the table of this gathering. Some of them might bring a hymn to sing uh, or a song of some sort. And others might bring a lesson that just happened to be on their hearts. Others might have the gift of tongues and they might look around the room and say, hey, does anybody here have the gift of interpreting tongues today? Or does anyone understand this language really quick? And then they might speak it out and someone might say, oh yeah, I get that. Or no one would get it at all. And so they would say, all right, well, I'm not gonna use this gift today because I'd be taking up too much time in a language no one knows. Uh, someone else might have a prophetic word and it might be someone who's proved that they have the gift of prophecy and so everyone might really trust what this word is or it might be someone else who who really desires the gift of prophecy but hasn't really functioned in it that much and if it's someone else they might get up and say i think this is god can i say it and then the people who actually uh, have proven that they have the gift of prophecy they'll weigh in whether that sounds like god or not uh, and so people just keep coming to the table with all of these different expressions of, of who they are and how they've been gifted by God to bring this whole gathering together. And if someone comes in the room that they don't know and who isn't a Christian, well, they have a form of evangelism. They go over to them and say, hey, um, God just put this on my heart for you. I'd like to prophesy it over you. And Paul says that when they do that, you know, if, if they're right, then the secrets of of God have been disclosed and that person will fall on their knees and worship God. That that was the way of doing evangelism in these gatherings. And you might have gathered by now, but this gathering of what, I, what I'm speaking about in 1 Corinthians 14, it's not some like special like yearly gathering or anything like that. This is the only picture we really get in the Bible of what a church service looks like. I think we have to be honest. <laughs> this is not what the church looks like in the West. Uh, but we often treat our own church services like a sacred cow of sorts. Whoa, 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 you can't, can't get rid of the hymns and sing modern songs. Well, you can't pull that off the stage. You, you're going to skip this element that we do every single week and do something else in its place. What? What are you thinking? What are you doing? Let's not be crazy here. We have a system. We've got three songs, two of them faster, one slower, followed by announcements, and then moving into two more songs before we get into uh, the tithe and the offering, before we get into the message. Like, this has become a sacred cow for us. This is how we think of church. And we got to be honest, that looks nothing like the 1 Corinthians 14 church. It looks nothing like the only biblical glimpse we get of a church service. The mic uh, in most of our church services today is not passed around at all. It's kept away from everyone so that nobody will even get close to bringing a little bit of chaos. And a lot of times we quote this idea that the Bible says, do everything decently and in order. That's why we hold the mic back from everyone. But do you know that that passage actually comes from 1 Corinthians 14? Paul just illustrated a lot of chances for things to be very chaotic. Someone speaking in tongues, someone proposing a song, someone giving a lesson plan, someone speaking a prophetic word. Paul looks at all the possibilities of chaos that could come out of that and he says, whoa, 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 keep doing that. Just do it decently and in order. 
Church can take on a lot of different forms, including the stage form in which most of our churches take on. But the Bible encourages us to have a church in which everyone makes up the body, not just a few select people. So as we're praying into what church should look like in a post-pandemic world, let's remember that the way in which we've always done church is not necessarily a biblical form of church. The way in which we can do church is much wider, much more varied, and leaves a lot more space for people to be a part of it. So as we keep praying into what church will look like as 1208 relaunches, let's leave our imaginations open. Let's think about what God might go on to do at 1208.